Knock, knock. Who is it? You got damn right. It is episode 33 of The Weird is the New Black Show. And today's show is titled Hearts of Men, inspired by a Tupac track from his 1996 album All Eyes on Me. You know, and the track was produced by DJ Quick. I know I'm giving you guys a lot of notes on this joint, but listen, it's important. So, usually my shows consist of, like, interviews, people for all walks of life. This time, I got my homie here, a brother who I've known for years, back when I used to wear bow ties. <laughs> people thought I had final calls and sold bean pies. They told me this. They said, hey, man, you part of the nation? I said, no. Why you got a bow tie on? Why not? You know, uh, you hung out in different clubs, man. We used to run the streets, Old City, South Street, anywhere where we thought we could, you know, pull up on something. We were in the house, man. So I want to introduce to you my homie, Nate. What up? What's up, guys? What's going on? What's up, kings and queens? How y'all doing? Yes. Yeah, see, uh, Nate's name was actually different in my cell phone, but it's only to go to that point. <laughs> if you've seen Half Baked, then you may figure out what I call him in my phone, but mm-hmm. let's not do that right now. No, um, yeah, don't do that. No, not right <laughs> now, you know what I mean? Uh, let me do some razor blades, straight plane, man, oh, straight pain. Oh, so I want to ask you, my man, what is your life like? As a black man? Yes, man, as a black man, as a man, period. Like, how have you been? Man, I've been all right, man. I would say surviving, but I'm doing a little better than that. So, yeah. so I'm gonna say, uh, yeah, I'm doing a little bit better than surviving, man. We out here just trying to make moves, trying to keep it positive. You know, I can't really call it. Word <laughs> up. How about you, man? How you doing, man? I've been good. Kids been blessed for the reason that I'm finding ways to be better than I was the day before each day. Mm-hmm. Whether it be lessons that I'm learning, people that I'm meeting, conversations that I'm having. It's like you pick up ways to improve your game so you can stay sharp. Because out here, you can't afford to be lacking mm-hmm. by any means. So even if that means like educating myself on certain areas that I previously thought I had no interest in, because those things do come in handy down the line. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, we talk about how it is like being, a, you know, a black man in America. <laughs> You know, you feel like you have to be on point, but not on the edge. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's two different things, you know, because sometimes you feel like you're being on edge. is like any little thing can push you over mm-hmm. and you'll be asked out. Definitely. You know, mm-hmm. so when I come down to the, for this conversation, I want to know for you mm-hmm. in your lifetime, what has sparked change for you? Man, just the word movement in general, man. Like when you think about that word, you just think about what it requires, the energy, the space, the mindset. It's just... That's a strong word man but it comes with persistence it comes with just straight up movement like the vibe just just the ability to do something man Mm -hmm. that's powerful you know so if i can make that change with other people i can just be by being myself they seeing the changes within me over the course of years like you know i've known you for a long time so you see me come through one situation i'm this guy you know i got baggy jeans on church shoes you know what i'm saying now you see me with you know my jeans fit 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I got fedoras on. I mean, I'm not a flashy dude, but you know, you could just see transitions. So I think that's important amongst our people, or amongst people, period, man. So just that word movement, man. People need to focus on that. Right. You know, both laterally, vertically, you know, you know, period, man. Word up. Now, before we get into the idea of, of movement, mm -hmm. this brother is correct. I did see him in baggy jeans and shirt <laughs> shoes. I did remember him having like the low, low cut, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? You always, you always had the hats on, you know what yeah. I mean? You always had the fedoras. But now my brother got like mm -hmm. got hair, man. You know what <laughs> I mean? He's out here, he's living his life, he's flourishing, he's prospering. You got to, man. As they say. <laughs> you know, but uh because I think about it, movement, and the first thing I think of is like the flashing back to science class. Mm -hmm. How in different states of matter. Yeah. You know, solid, you had gases, you had liquid, and even plasma, but the first three we always talked about in school. Mm -hmm and the importance of movement. Yeah. And even with the human body, movement plays uh, it's much importance because if you don't move your muscles, mm -hmm. they fall into atrophy. Yeah. You know, so you always gotta stay, you always have to push mm -hmm. to keep yourself, like, not just active, but in shape of some sort. And when you do that, not only do you work out your physical, you know, your, your, your limbs, your brain gets to work out as well. You know, so there's a question that I have for you again. Mm, my, my brother. Man. My, my brother. <laughs> What's the illest lesson that you've learned? That sometimes you got to fail in order to just progress. Like, don't be afraid to fail. Mm -hmm. Like, 2018 has been a year of finding myself. And through trying, progress is not always easy you know just being able to wake up that's a success at some point to some people if you look at it perspective going to work that's a success you know just making it through the workplace uh, you know it's stressful you got people coming at you you got your job hating you, you got your boss hating you, you got your girl hating you just being able to come home and be like i got through it that's success failure is just not deciding to go to work so, you know failure is deciding not to make a movement at all just be content and then complain about it to everybody so this year has been about self-reflection you know mike mentioned my um, twitter you know my instagram facebook but a lot of it is that's just who i am mm -hmm. but i'm trying to motivate other people but at the same time, just as much good as it is, it's also ugly. I don't always talk about ugly because, you know, only my friends know what I'm really going through. But at the same time, just understanding yourself, you know, and then just getting to that next movement. And sometimes you're going to fail at it. Just hope for the best, prepare mm. for the worst, you know. So definitely, uh, <laughs> yeah, focus on that word, brother. <laughs> Listen, now in terms of, like, the idea of failure, mm -hmm. I can kind of, I liken failure to a point of, even confusion. Mm -hmm. So let's rewind. Yeah. Back, back, back in the day, 2006. My man. As is the year that I graduated from college, mm -hmm. and I had my diploma. You know, I remember graduation day. I was broke. I didn't have a haircut. <laughs> I was wearing some like some weird pants. Like you know, it was like when I had my closet at the time. You know, mm -hmm. I'm like, thank God for this for this gown. My outfit is looking trash right now, cause <laughs> you know, I man, my shoes on. Got there. Got my diploma. Well, I had the, the case. I was out to walk. I had to finish one more class in September. So either way, like, yeah, I got my degree. Yes, let's go for the globe out here. Let's go take over shit. That's, I got a degree from, you know, the university that I went to. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to mention the name because I'm not trying to be salty out here. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? But, like, I got everything. I came out like, yo, I'm about to take, take over the globe now. Mm -hmm. I ain't do shit that I wanted to do, bro. <laughs> the first job that I had out after college, 
I was, um, I lasted for one day. Mm -hmm. I went online, I said, I'm trying to find me a job. Cause I took some time off after like graduation just to relax. And I was like, boom, what I want to do next, man, get this job. Went online, it was like uh, something in dealing with politics, like grassroots. Mm -hmm. And I saw something about how it has a commission. Okay. And I said, all right, let me see what it is. I went to this place on Broad Street, bro. Mm -hmm. All these random ass people. Mm -hmm. We all trying to get paid. You know, we're here for uh, you know, the Democratic Party. And they're going to visit door to door and trying to get funds and money for people, you know? To, that voice, though. Right. But that's what they was talking about. <laughs> so I was like, all right, man. So I know what I have to do. I got to prepare myself to go door to door. Mm -hmm. First of all, they didn't have a shirt that fit me. So it was a big-ass white shirt with, like, Democratic on it. And the outfit I had was, like, a backwards, like, Cleveland Cavaliers hat. Oh, no. Baggy jeans and sneakers. Mm -hmm. So I already know. Like, I look crazy going door to door trying to get money. Mm -hmm. Dude, they shipped us from here out to the freaking burbs behind Villanova. Oh, no. So you can already imagine it's big ass, nice houses. Mm -hmm. Got my black ass going up these doorsteps and say, hey, how you doing? Uh, I'm part of the Democratic Party for grassroots, trying to get money and funds. And people looking at, looking at me all crazy, like, no, we don't have any money for you. I walk away, and somebody else goes up who's of a lighter complexion than me, different cultural mm -hmm. background, different mm -hmm. ethnic background. Mm -hmm. and they get more love than I did. I was like, oh, work? Fuck you. Y'all get your money, you good. But I just walked off. My, this job ain't for me. We got back here. They said, they might come back tomorrow. I said, hell no. Here's, <laughs> here's your shirt that I sweated in. Take this. I'm, I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. Next job I had was at Best Buy. Mm -hmm. I was Lawrence from Insecure. <laughs> I mean, I had the blue shirt. Part of Blue Shirt Mafia, man. Mm -hmm. And I remember I got approached by someone went to high school with, or actually their mom. Mm -hmm. They saw me, they were like, oh, so uh, you went to college and you work here, huh? Eh. I looked at it, I was like, oh, okay. I hope the DVD you're looking for ain't there, man. You know, hope, hope you don't find no game, man. Hope you don't find your movie you're looking for in this fine establishment of Best Buy. Mm -hmm. Right? Then after that, I got a job probably like a few months later. That I was there for like four or five years at an investment firm. Mm. I was a cubicle rat. The title was processing associate, but in actuality, I was a data entry dude. Mm. I sat at a cubicle from like eight to like four thirty every day. Dang. We uh, we were in, at a satellite site, and satellite sites, for those who don't know, like say if we do have a, a main company, you may go out into the burbs somewhere. You may see these like these buildings and groups. Like little, like one floored office buildings. I was there, typing away, dealing with people who had millions of dollars in assets. Imagine me like transferring money for someone who had $500,000 in their account. Meanwhile, I'm barely cracking like 30K from this place. Mm -hmm. So that was always a rude reminder of like, yo, this is some this is some weird ass life shit. Mm -hmm. Like this is, I didn't get a degree in this shit at all, but I gotta, I gotta deal with it because I gotta pay bills all my student loans. Mm. Let me tell you, man, like, I got fat at that job, man. <laughs> Not even fat, like P-H-A-T, like, yeah, I'm living. No, man, I had no neck. You had the Sherman Clump going on. Dude, <laughs> I, was, I was hanging out with y'all, like, uh, listen, my bow tie game was nice because my bow ties were elastic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it, it got tough out here, bro. I had to, like, you know, mm -hmm. I used to 
I used to wear neckties at work. I used to almost choke myself to death because my neck was going. I'm like just squeezing in, oh, going to work, talking like, hey, everybody, how you doing? You good? You good out here? Good. I'm going to sit over here, have these pancakes with this extra syrup. Yeah, wow, man. Yeah, man. It wasn't until my late grandfather hit me up at uh, Christmas time, and he looked at me. It's like 2009. Looked over at me and said, man, you got a hog head. I said, damn, I got to work out, man. It's tough. It is tough. So after that, I dipped out, and you know my life was pretty much what it was, ups and downs. And you know, long story short, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Now for you, was your experience post college similar? Yes, it was, my brother. Yes, it was. Except like, my brother. That's how you know it's real. <laughs> man, look, man, I could be here all day, but I'm gonna tell you a couple about a couple experiences, man. Mm-hmm. When I graduated college, man, I ain't gonna, you know, I don't wanna tell y'all a sad story, but I'm gonna tell y'all a real story. So when I graduated college, I had a dream of, uh, I was supposed to be a TA. I was supposed to go into a master's program with my school that shall rename, you know, unnamed right now, because we ain't gonna try to put that type of, you know, shout out to HBCUs though. Um, I was supposed to be a TA that fell through. So I was forced to come home, which I wasn't supposed to do. Um, Man, I was working at Lids, man. I was a supervisor at Lids for like Word. two years, bro. Yeah, man. And uh, I was underpaid, got paid like $10 an hour. My job, I was pretty much the store manager. I hired, fired. People were stealing, bro. It was, man, my degree, shoot. Mike could tell you, man, my, my degree is kind of far-fetched for most people because uh, you don't see a lot of us in that field. Facts. You know, but um, I am a part of the sciences, and um, particularly marine sciences. So to be from that background and to be selling hats and hustling, you know, those lids cars that everybody had. You know, everybody had to stay fly, though. You know, but as Mike could tell you. I had my, that card. Yeah, that hat, that hat card was serious. That $5. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that joint was serious. Yes. Like, the hats was serious. In Philly, the hats is serious. Yes. You know, so, but I did that for two years, man. It was stressful, man. Like, it was just no ascension at all, man. There was no chance of any opportunity other than what I was doing, man. So I was jumping from job to job, man. And then with with that came with, uh, you know, relationships, people coming up to you, but like, man, you went to school for marine science, but you selling hats. What you doing hustling socks and hustling jerseys? And you, you got that degree, you got that fancy degree. I'm like, my hustle is still here. You know, if I'm mm-hmm. going to be hustling hats, I'm going to be the best hustler of all time. Like, so that's saying it's a misconception people get to college. Like, it teaches you to be smarter. No, it teaches you to, to work smarter and to create your own hustle. You don't, you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Mike can relate, but I'm pretty sure y'all can relate too. But, yeah, it teaches you that you're going to get knocked down a couple times, just like you got knocked down in those midterms and those finals. But you got back up and you made it. You got that paper. So that's more for yourself, you know, for anybody else. If you don't believe in you, then how do you expect somebody that's potentially hired to believe in you? So, but uh, definitely got a lot of similar experiences, man. 
Um, yeah, I definitely was definitely a, a victim of the baggy pants with the church shoes. But that's only because I didn't know anything about style back then. I was just doing my own thing. So they were Stacey Adams, though. I don't want y'all to be clowning me on these comments. You know, they were Stacey Adams. They was fly. Fly as kicks. You. <laughs> they was fly. I seen Ving Rams and Stacey Adams, God. That's how you <laughs> yeah, know they're real. You're Stacey Adams. You know what I'm saying? The bread and the butter. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we're going to talk about that later, that guns and that butter. But guns. Uh, you already know, Mike know about that. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, we definitely all went through that struggle, man. But, you know, we here, though. Yep. You know, I'm definitely at a better place than I was last year and definitely in a better place than I was two years before. So that's all you can do is to continue to get better, bro. I feel the same as like way about where I, where I am now in 2018 versus where I was in 2017, 2016, so mm -hmm. on and so forth, you know? So... I think one of the reasons why I got Nate here is because, you know, he's a brother who's a sensible cat. He's a refined cat, you know? I'm not going to say he's an old dude. <laughs> I think I got a couple years on you. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. I'm sorry, though. It's all right, you know what I mean? But we're still <laughs> in, that, in that range. Yes, Lord. So let's also flash back to a not-so-distant moment. So check this out. I get a text message. It was, I want to say Thursday night. Or was it Wednesday night? It was Wednesday, yeah. Wednesday night. So I get a text from our homie Corey. My man. Hey Mike, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what you doing, man? Hey. What you doing? You want to see our brother, man? I said, cool. You know, in my mind, that's how Corey talk. And if Corey gonna hear this, he might get, get mad. Like, I don't talk like that. You, you talk like that in my head, dude, right now. Yeah, yeah, he put that smooth just shit on me around ladies, right? The but lady, hey, the, ladies. Hey, ladies. So, like, he invited me down to come down. It's like, yo, we're at 17th of Market. And I said, all right, cool. Then I realized, oh, sips. Yes, Lord. See, now, during the summertime, we've been to like beer gardens and things like that. Like last time I saw you guys was at a beer garden last year. Mm -hmm. But the timing of it, it wasn't at like the end of summer nor the beginning. It was like a midpoint yeah. where it was like pretty, pretty chill. Mm -hmm. I got off the trolley, woke up the steps, and it looked like it was Freaknik outside. It was, it was people were everywhere on every corner. I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> I text Corey, I said, yo, where y'all at? I didn't hear a response. I said, okay, I gotta figure out my own way. Mm -hmm. So I walked up 17th Market and I said, oh no. They're back at you know, a place where we went to before. Mm -hmm. I said, they're back there again. I saw all these people on the outside, what's going on? I banged that left to go in. It's a line, I said, it's a line? It's a line, what's going on here, man? People behind me, I'm seeing Jones, I'm like, yeah, all right. Mm -hmm. Standards a bit different here, all right. Gonna, <laughs> gonna see what's up here. Uh, I see up there, I had to sign up for some kind of uptown membership just to get in for free. I'm like, all right, y'all wildin'. Mm -hmm. As I'm going in, I see y'all two going out. going out sweating. And I'm like, God damn. He said, we back. We're going to the car real quick. I'll see you in about five minutes. Five minutes, folks, <laughs> turned into 22 minutes. <laughs> it was all good, though. I didn't mind. I was people watching. I lean up against the wall, arms crossed, semi b-boy stance, peeping, because I didn't go too far in. I was like, nah, wait, people get in here, then we can like we can mob in as a unit. Let me tell you something, yo. <laughs> we get in there automatically when one of our one of us who shall remain nameless <laughs> already got into it with some some group of, 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 of women, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it's like the jokes is already flying. 
hilarious. <laughs> but it didn't take long to realize that I, Mike Bayonne, I've taken a moment of uh, get myself together. A lot of emotions are flooding in right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that I, Mike Bayonne, was the old nigga in the club. <laughs> I was the old nigga in the club. And I may not have been the only one. I was with the homies, of course. You know, we're older in the 30s. But I'm like, I'm turning like, I'll be 34 at the end of this year, God willing, right? And there were ladies in the house who I know just turned 21, mm-hmm. you know? And you know how I knew one of them was like, she had just turned 21 by the smoothness of her back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's how I knew. My back was too damn smooth to be up anything above 21. I said, I am setting myself up. I'm in here, we chilling, looking around, and there was one cat, uh, White Mike. White Mike. <laughs> White Mike was in there. I didn't get a chance to really talk to him. Y'all knew him. Y'all talked to him for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Y'all met him there, actually, that night, right? Yep. I'm gonna find out. Yeah, White Mike was 22 years old. My like, 22 years old, and it was lit. It, it was getting busy in there. It was, it was a girl in um in there with um in a wheelchair. She was doing donuts. Yes, she was. You know what I mean? She was getting a groove on, man. Yeah, put the beer in her hand. Yeah, she was getting. <laughs> she was she was doing her thing, man. Well, here's a question, yo. Not to sound disrespectful, right? What's up, bro? If you're in a wheelchair, right, mm-hmm. and you drinking beers, that counts drunk driving. Yeah, you stupid. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, yeah ooh, that was silly. I'm sorry. No, that was funny though. I mean, that's messed up. <laughs> Here all about that is, is questions I had to ask. This is the weird, this is the new black show. So questions, gotta get asked. So, you know, like being in that night, I started to notice a few things. Mm-hmm. Of course, being outdated because when Young Jocks is going down came on, <laughs> we were the only ones in there doing the dance. When, uh, when uh, was it Kali Swag District? Mm-hmm. Was that the name of the group? It's who makes swag surfing? Dog, I don't even remember, man. That was college. Yeah, yeah. A lot of drinking. A lot, it's true. You know what I mean? A lot, a lot of inebriation going on. Mm-hmm. But like swag surfing coming on, we out here like, yeah, we about to get the, put the steps in. And again, nobody around us knew what was going on. Mm. He was getting looks like, oh, wow, look at them, they're dancing. I'm like, fuck this, man, I'm gonna stay in the corner, man. Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah, I tried one move, my, my knees start burning. I said, mm-mm, I'ma <laughs> calm down, bro. I'ma calm down. But looking at that moment, mm-hmm. look at ourselves back when we were young. Yeah. You know, being in the clubs and all that, trying to talk to all these different ladies and all, and then seeing it now from this point of view of being 30 in our 30s and seeing the same thing happen, I really have to say that from the bottom of my heart, we were out of our minds back then. <laughs> because we were all competing for like the affection of these ladies, right? Mm-hmm. That we only saw at face value. And as I've gotten older, it's like, yo, like, again, I'll say this part of my language, but this is a popular phrase, like, the bad bitches, you know what I mean? <laughs> Everybody's wanna hunt for the bad bitches, you know? Like Indiana Jones, the biddies. The biddies. The biddies, the biddies you know what I'm saying? Indiana Jones oh, and, the, and the Raiders <laughs> of, of, the, of the lost biddies, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the, the Star Trek, don't want to Star Trek, Star Wars, the biddies strike back. Like, mm-hmm. we have all these things that we were going for. Like, yo, she got nice ass, nice breasts, but mm-hmm. it was like, we were just hoped their personality was just as good as her looks was. Mm-hmm. True that. These are all the things that we had 
we, we were we were chasing. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was I was in the club. It was not even a club. It was like an outside area. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> outside area. I'm looking at all these women who are very attractive, but I'm like, yo, I know by a shadow of a doubt that nine and ten of them will probably annoy the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. Because, again, if I'm only going in for superficial reasons, I can't expect anything of substance to be there if I'm going in half-assed. True. You know? So I think about it now as, like, in our, our dating lives. What are we looking for? What are you looking for? Man. Man, that's a hard question, Mike. Motherfucker, yeah. Man, but let me tell you that. If I was looking for change, she wasn't in that joint. Motherfucker. Mm. <laughs> you know, like, uh, the funny thing about that SIFS is, um, yeah, Mike mentioned earlier, you know, we went to that last year, and it was a different experience. We ain't going to get into that, but... <laughs> Boy, <laughs> it rained too. But yeah, that yeah. that night was uh, pretty funny. Um, this night was we definitely was the old brothers in the club, definitely, and it wasn't even a club, and it was hot. They was turned up, they was lit, but at the same time, they wasn't dancing. They was just moving, right? And um, not the moving I was talking about earlier. They was just moving, like yeah. And then uh, you mentioned the lady in the wheelchair. You know, no disrespect to people in the wheelchair. Yeah, shout out to her, yeah. She was fly, though. She had the gold BBSs on that joint. She, you know, she <laughs> you know, had them nice breaks on there, you know. Jimmy Lou be treating her well. But uh, she was still getting them. Word up. And, um, but our other friend, he's definitely the extrovert out of me and him. My yeah, man here. life of the party, bro. So people love this dude. Mm-hmm. And um, shout out to him. And... Um, he attracts a lot of people, you know, and uh, it's definitely a change in our dynamic of how we used to go back. It definitely brings us back to how it was, jokes, yeah. ladies, how we all interact, and what we all bring something different to the dynamic of our friendship. So it's kind of funny how that works out. But, uh, yeah, stay away from 21, 22 areas if you're over 30. I'm going to just put it like that. Cause you're gonna be annoyed. It's gonna smell. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It smelled like I don't know, man. It just <laughs> smelled like turkey bacon that joint, man. Cause it was hot in there, yo. <laughs> That's also upset. It was it was so damn crowded. It was so hot. It smelled like some neck sweat in that joint. Oh man. my god, yo! <laughs> like, but uh, yeah, man. But it was definitely an experience, man. But it's definitely. Can't happen again like that. Smell like big girl titties sweating there. Smell like do rag sweat. Oh my god! (laughs) The do rag, the old murder. Yeah, you know the old Jones. You know, yes, that Jones don't use no more. Ladies, y'all know what I'm talking about. That. That rap that she, that, you know, it's in the bottom of your, your, <laughs> your drawer. That Matt Lynn on it had since like 98. Oh. When Clean Like TV had the Unity chain on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was definitely was a change, man. Definitely was a change. But what I'm, going back to the original question, what I'm looking for is uh, a queen, man. You don't have to match what I'm doing. You just got to be moving in a light that we can support each other. You know, and I don't think a lot of our queens nowadays, they're still trying to find themselves. You know, whereas though men, we're builders. You know, we'll build our kingdom, we'll build our house. 
you make it home. But at the same time, we got the blueprint. But it doesn't necessarily mean we don't need your help. You know, we can live good without y'all, but we want to live better with you. Mm -hmm. So I'm a real firm believer in that. So, yeah, I'm looking for that, man. I'm looking for that difference, that change. Not that hood rat, <laughs> not that hood booger, <laughs> not the gym with no motivation. Man, you got to bring something better than just SEX, man, and buns. <laughs> and, and, you know, them manicured toes and all that good stuff. <laughs> Leave that weave at home. You know, shout out to my, you know, natural sisters. Yeah, shit, you, might, you, you know, you probably would have loved being an Afropunk then. <laughs> Yo, I missed that joint. I know, I missed it too. I was upset. I'm like, I saw the pictures online. I'm like, wow. Man, I'm in uh, there. I'm, I'm in there next year, man. Yeah, I got my list. I got my beads already. You know what I mean? Oh, you got them joints? Yeah, I'm like, all I got to do now is make sure I get, get in the gym. So I can be extra, like, you know what I mean? Swole up in there. So I can walk around, like. Like wings. Yeah, man, you gotta have the you know the pectorials yep. correct, man. You gotta have them shoulders right. Right, can't have no <laughs> can't have no fictitious chest out here, B. You know what I mean? <laughs> gotta have that, that Superman chin, man. You gotta have that. <laughs> the department like, I'm here to save you. Yeah, man. <laughs> Let's get those buns. <laughs> <laughs> to the back key. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, I, I feel you. It's like, listen, I mean, it took me a while to figure out what I needed versus what I wanted. Because mm -hmm. look. What I wanted looked like Rosario Dawson, Rita Ora, Holly Berry, Sally Richardson. It was like anybody who I thought was like attractive back, like, you know, she was out on the mainstream, like, I want that. Mm -hmm. I walked down South Street, summertime, oh, I want that, right? But do I, did I need it? No. Because nah. what it meant more to me now than ever, because back then I can say when I was young, I was superficial because that's how we were, you know, even like your peers. Like, it, it was rare to have a peer who was like, no, I like her personality. You know, you should like her personality. You know, so nowadays it's like, that means more than anything else. But I still gotta be attracted to you, by the way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But I feel like nowadays, the intrinsic value has to be at 100. Like, I need you to love yourself like I love myself. Mm -hmm. And in relationships, like you said, it's like, I don't, want you to need me, I want you to want me. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, I want us to want each other, and I feel like we need each other, mm -hmm. you know? So it's, it's a lot, because, you know, we've grown up in this world where we've seen a variety of relationships. Mm -hmm. And even now, there are thoughts about monogamy versus, like, non-monogamy. Because mm -hmm. I asked people on Facebook last night, I said, yo, actually two days ago, I said, yo, be real. Do you think that monogamy is for everybody? Mm -hmm. And everybody said no, for the most part. And I said, yeah, because I feel like we're at a point now where we're growing and we're figuring out things for ourselves. Like marriage may not be for everybody. Some people it is, some people it's not. You know, but I'm like, I'm saying, but if I am going to do anything monogamous, I need it to be done for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. You know, and like I think that's the hardest part about it is like out here, people are so quick to have the hashtag relationship goals. Mm. Hashtag goals. Oh man, he bought her a sandwich. Goals. <laughs> Cash app. Cash app. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah, man, he yeah, he out here proposing to her in Jordan's cuz. Like, yeah, goals. And mm -hmm. I'm like, I am I I'm have a more simple requirement. Mm -hmm. You know, then rather than just trying to be on some extra shit. It's like if I like someone, I need it to be a connection there. 
with energy, something that's mental, you know, so something that goes beyond the physical. Yes, now as I get older, I'm 34, I'm like, I'm reaching a point of, okay, where am I going? Am I trying to see myself like married in a couple last couple of years? Am I gonna ride this this life thing out and just take day as it comes and not plan for anything? Mm-hmm. Cause you know I had plans back when I was like in my teens. Like yo man, I'm 26. I'm gonna get married. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna have kids. I'm gonna have a big ass house. Then I hit 26. I'm like yo, when I'm 30. I'm gonna get married. Then I had a I had a girl who I lived with. And we broke up. I said, this marriage shit might not happen for brother right now. I got to put this shit to the back. Mm-hmm. You know? And at 33 going 34, it's like I realized, like, the world and the traditions that my parents had growing up, that their parents had growing up, won't really apply to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they do, they do. If they don't, <clears throat> it's just things I just have to accept. I'm 33 with no kids, bro. Mm. I stay strapped up, and my pull-out game is ridiculous. <laughs> you got to have that, too. got to have that, man. You got to have that. Um, I mean, but how you feel, though? Do you feel good? I feel, I feel great, man, because like, I never needed – I was never one of those guys who had to, like, use relationships, marriage, or children to validate me mm-hmm. as a human being. Like, I'm good. You know, my mom and my dad – or my mom, I'm like, well, get some grandbabies. I'm like, when I find somebody who ain't crazy, you know what I mean? Why well, don't mind letting off a few rounds in? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Absolutely. Take all this Holy Ghost. I'm playing. I'm sorry. That's disrespectful. But you know what I'm saying? No, like, I got you. <laughs> take, like, you know, but like, but that takes time too. I need to know if I'm cool with someone. Even if, if we're not like suitable to be together for be together as in a relationship, I need to know that I can still trust her and be cool with her as a co-parent. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and you know that when you rock with someone. Absolutely. Yeah, dude, like, I have to to deal with that, man, because I've had a few, like, bad experiences over the past couple of years, and I'm like, I can't, I can't do that with you. Man. So I'm going to share something with you, man, and feel free to trade some war stories with me, too, you Got know? You, bro. Go ahead. You know, and again, <clears throat> disclaimer, during this uh, portion of the program, um, <laughs> Real names will not be used to protect the innocent, and because I don't want anyone throwing rocks at my windows of my apartments. <laughs> Thank you. Now continue with the rest of the show. No left eye in this dude. Oh, hell no, man. Like, <laughs> yo. You know what's crazy? Like, uh, I remember that shit went down, and I was like, that's crazy. I, how could that happen? That was like back when 94 when it first happened. Mm-hmm. I got to 2018, I'm like, yep, I see that shit can happen. Way too easily. Yeah. I don't want that to happen to me. She was fine, though. She was fine. But, you know, with, and rest in peace, we you know. But the yeah. only thing I learned about women who are, some women who are attractive, sometimes attractiveness can mask the hell out of crazy. Yes, Lord. So I'm going to tell you the story. Um, I was dating a girl this year. Mm-hmm. Met her on social media. Like, so, like dating sites or whatever. Mm-hmm. We reconnected this year because I commented on like something I saw on Instagram. I'm like, oh, you look nice, you know, and she responded back. We had, a, had an interesting conversation, you know, and went places. I'm like, all right, I'm down with this. <laughs> so, you know, she like invited me to her spot. The first day we were meeting, you know, I planned, out, planned a date out. We had talked for a week or so. 
I had plans, so we're going to get some food, we can go to like this other place, we're going to do this whole thing. She was like, scratch that, come over to my spot, we're going to watch a movie. And you know, I said, all right, so make sure you come in and you bring some sweatpants with you. I said, oh, mm-hmm. word. You have to come through and chill. Yeah, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm like, I don't mind coming wearing sweatpants. And it, but me, I brought protection, not because I assumed that something was going to happen, but I just am a firm believer that you never know, and you always got to be prepared. Of course. So, yeah, I'm glad I was prepared for that. Um, shout out to uh, mm. Netflix and uh, Not So Chill. <laughs> but here was the odd thing about that, is that it didn't take long mm. before. So I got, a H, I got a, uh, an HIV test. Right. Okay. Negative, of course. Past he got sixty five. Right. And shout out to Chris Rock. Shout out to Chris Rock. <laughs> you know, cause like, you know, I was like, you know what? Um, she doesn't like the uh the condom business. Mm. I'm not a fan of it either, but I'm not stupid and I like to make sure I'm good where I am. It's necessary. It's necessary. Definitely necessary. So she's on birth control, right? Oh shit. Right. <laughs> So, it's just, she's the second woman that I knew who was on birth control that I was like, well, hats off, going in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I did the do multiple times. Mm. It was fun. But physically, I had one issue. And I think my body was telling me something. Mm-hmm. Like, people say the universe works in mysterious ways. Absolutely. Like, something told my body not to do what it does. So, you know, when you're doing something, you're intimate, you know, intercourse, you're getting busy, you know, when you're about to climax, sometimes, you know, you're like, Ugh, mm-hmm. that, that may happen. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen. Uh-uh. At all. She got off, but I didn't. And I was cool with it. I'm like, I'm like all right, whatever. You, you got yours. You straight? Cool. I'm, I'm good. Let me go get, get this nap in real quick, right? Dude, let me tell you something, bro. That was the beginning of the end. She took that shit so personally, bro. Like, you're not, you don't want to come inside of me? I'm like, listen, I said, it's not nothing against you. This my, it is, this, it's just not happening. You know what I'm saying? If some women, it has happened. With you, it's not happening. And I'm like, plus, I'm like, I feel like a reason why I'm not doing that, because something about us doing unprotected make, is, is to make me feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I, don't, I can't, it's just not happening. Right. Let me tell you, bro, she stopped fucking with me. Because of that. Right. That's and wild. It was wild. And I was like, you know what? That was a blessing in disguise because we weren't clicking. Mm-hmm. A little bit younger than me, but the mentality was just wasn't where I needed it to be. Mm-hmm. So that was, you know, I took that as a blessing in disguise. Okay. You know, I've had these moments of feeling like I'm meeting different women, right? And there's always, there's something about them that I like, but then there's something about them I don't like either. Mm-hmm. And those things I don't like tend to, tend to outweigh what I do like. Of course. And that's been like the story for me for a while. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, cool, like, yo, you got this, you're dope, but you know what I mean? Like, your tub dirty. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's always something, <laughs> something like along, along the line of that, of, of that. Like, you watched Boomerang before. Of course. Classic. Classic. And I feel like I am a modern day Marcus Graham. That's funny you say that, man. You know, like, I'm not knocking off old women. No, I got you. I mean, I haven't had the opportunity to. Earth of Kit, I mean, you know. It ain't nothing wrong with old women. I know. I've, well, listen, you yeah. know, it's a dang, a But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't even a word. I just said made sounds. But, uh, 
like I'm not out here not being a player, like just for the sake of doing it. It's just that the way times are, it's like I feel myself bouncing from situation to situation because I'm just trying to figure out to find the right thing. Mm. You know, it's like I feel like the woman that I ha- that I'm gonna end up with if I do go the monogamous route, she's gonna have more of the things I do enjoy mm-hmm. rather than the things I, that I'm not fond of. And again, like, everyone isn't perfect. I'm not perfect. I'm sure there's things about me that woman may not love at all. But I try to make sure that my good always outweighs my bad. Of course. You know, so it's just an interesting thing, man. Just always trying to figure out, like, like, damn, dude, like, am I, will I ever find the one that I, that's going to make my days stop, you know? Mm. It's it's interesting, dude. It's interesting. Like, you know, we was out that night, people telling us their stories. You know, I'm not going to put anybody on blast, but, you know, there was a conversation that was had about mm-hmm. people running into old flames and shit. Damn, cuz. Yeah, it's tough. Cause, but, but, but this is the shit that we got to deal with right now, man. Mm-hmm. Like, the era of our grandparents and our parents is over. Like in terms of them, like you gotta find nice women to fell down with, you know. And we've seen people have these weddings and like these marriages. Like I watched a documentary called Monogamy. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sorry, it was called Explain on Netflix, and the episode was about about monogamy. Okay. And one year they had 2.2 million marriages, and they had about 800,000 divorces. Right. So it's like, listen, if you go out here, you're gonna play this game. You better make sure you got. All your cards correct, bro. Mm-hmm. I understand some things don't work out, but damn, please make sure if you go and get with someone that the foundation that you guys are trying to build was built on something real. Right. You know, that's the thing about I worry about all the time now. It's like, am I doing this thing for the right reason? Mm-hmm. If I'm dating someone, I want to make sure that it's for the right reason, man. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And that's it. And also, one more thing that I realized while I'm like Marcus Graham with some, some of the shit that I do with women, it's like a lot of times I'm in my own head. And there's nothing worse than being in your own head. Like looking at your own insecurities and shit like that. Like, man, I can't fuck with her. She ain't fucking with me because it's not. I'm going to tell, tell you something else. Tell you something else. Another situation. This may, this may make me sound bad, but listen, I'm 5'5 five five out here. All right? I look out for myself. So for me, all women are beautiful. You know? I say that on an intrinsic level. Now, in terms of what I'm, what I'm attracted to. Mm-hmm. If you got one lot, one eye and a peg leg, I don't see us really having the future right now. You know what I'm saying? Especially you talking about art all damn day. You know what I mean? But, you know, date, I've dated women of all different sizes. Mm-hmm. And the woman I was, I was rocking with, the size intimidated me. Damn. I don't know. I, cause, but all that was really was my insecurity. Mm-hmm. Being like, damn, I can't. Ain't gonna work out like that because, like, you know, she's bigger than me, not height wise, you know what I mean? Just, and I'm saying, like, fuck, man, I don't know how this is gonna look out in public and shit, or, you know, I don't know how, you know, sex is gonna be. Man, this shit is, man, whatever, burnt myself out. Yeah, the shoulders was big, right? Yeah, you know what I mean? Whoa, man. And the man hands. Listen. That was a story. <laughs> oh wow! You, you go, oh man! I'll never tell you that. I didn't think I would told you that story, but yeah, uh, that was oh man, that was crazy college situation, bro. But um, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm not shallow how, but I may have been. You know, if I'm gonna be be real with myself, like you know, I just 
I don't know, man, but like I sometimes I'll be insecure, psych myself out about some things dealing with women in the past, but nowadays I'm like, I don't really care. It's like, listen, if the heart is there and you treat me with respect, I should treat you with respect, that that means more than anything else. So appearances ain't really like, you know, it's not paramount with whoever I'm dealing mm -hmm. with. I just try to have, be able to have like good conversations mm -hmm. and have a good connection with someone. That's what matters. But I will tell you this though, like, Having sex with someone who's bigger than me makes me sweat a lot, my nigga. <laughs> like, listen, like, it's just, it's, it's, it's a lot of work. That's why, like, for me now, like, I'm in, like, workout mode because I'm not going out like that ever again. You know, I remember I was doing it one time. I felt like I was about to die. I'm, I can't believe this shit. I'm out here working, working, sweating. I'm like, this is, this is, some, this is some bullshit, man. So I gotta make sure I'm getting the gym. I'm gonna get swole up, man. I'm gonna have more protein in my body paws. I'm gonna be out here. Like, so any woman of any size come at me looking for a challenge. It's like Hulkamania leg drops all day. <laughs> Watch your man Randy Savage and yep. everybody. Just... Ooh, brother. Yeah. You're gonna bring your thick ass in here against me. Oh. But you know what? That's funny, man. I, I think about stuff like that too, man. Even like, I'm, I'm a little taller. But at the same time, I do get hit with uh, girls that's my height or a little smaller, but they weigh a little bit more than I do. And it's a challenge. I mean, and, you know, shout out to the queens, all shapes and sizes. Yes, we love y'all. But at the same time, it is a challenge. A brother will be pumping and sweating up in that joint. And I don't mind the pumping and sweating, but at the same time, can you lift the cheek up a little bit? Like... Wiggle the leg, a brother kneecap fell asleep. Like, you know what I'm saying? Neck is sweaty. You talk about get off me. Like, what you mean get off me? <laughs> like, we ain't, we ain't doing that. You know why we here. Right. You know, Marshall Lynch, I, you, you know why I'm here. You know, but at the same time, you know, I want to uh, piggyback what Mike said. He made a reference of uh, one of my favorite movies. And uh, so I want to ask you a question, Mike. Yes. All right, you said you Marcus Grant, right? Yes. Was you uh, cutting shorties off because their feet wasn't right? Like, he was like, oh, the feet ain't right. Mm. What's going on? <laughs> that big I time. have <laughs> cut women off that I was, like, dating or dealing with on mm -hmm. an intimate level over, like, shit like that in what? the past. Damn. But not, like, feet, but, like, the small shit where I was, like... Yeah, this ain't gonna work out. Like, get, like, get tough, dirty, yo. Like, <laughs> yo, like, you know, like shit like that. And it was like personality things. I just like, I was running to a lot of the same thing. And I just said, I don't wanna, I don't wanna do this. Mm -hmm. I don't wanna, I don't wanna deal with this. This, this isn't my thing, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was, it was shit like that, man. I can't lie. It's like, cause back then, I was like that. Yeah. But as I got older, I started understanding like what's real versus what's not real. Yeah. You know, so if any women hear this shit, I need you to understand, like, listen, I'm not that person I was before. You know, it's different with game plan right now, 2018. People love going to the past and thinking people don't change, they don't grow. Nah. This, what we're doing right now is we're sharing our experiences, mm -hmm. letting you know where we, where we were once, once at and where we are now. Exactly. Disclaimer. Message, but yeah, here you go, bro. <laughs> no problem, man. Um, no, nah, I definitely get that though. You know, that was definitely real, Mike. Shout out to you on that. Um, but yeah, it's, you know what? It's not, I mean, I think some women look at it as being petty, but y'all cut us off on stupid stuff too. But you know what I'm saying? How many times on dating <laughs> profiles do they say if, you, if you're below five, nine, don't swipe? Yeah, I'm like, what? That's, I can't swipe. Word. That's discrimination, man. 
<laughs> yeah, like I've been discriminated against my entire life, and I think that's why, like, I am the way I am. Been picky, because mm-hmm. like, dog, like people were saying, like, he's short. Like, really? Man, I will, you know, loosen up them neck muscles. You better calm down. <laughs> 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 Massage the shit out of them kneecaps. <laughs> no, but you know what, man? Like, we we can definitely talk about online dating too, man, because I definitely had some experiences with that. Yep. But um, you know, definitely the um. The transition, like the type of women I dated over the last four or five years has been something crazy, mm-hmm. you know, because what I used to like imposed to what I like now, you know, I definitely get people come at me a lot because they see me with a certain type of girl, you know, and they come at me like, you know, you got light skin issues, you got a complex issue. I like, it's all of, it's about conditioning, but it's about how you learn to. Like, if you look at it, the people that you see that's famous, you see Beyonce, you see Kim Kardashian, you know, man, all these women look exotic looking. And then you see, you turn on the news. These women look exotic looking. You know, it's just not until recently they started putting on queens up there, like actual black people. But you look at them, they still got the weaves is flowing. They makeup is flawless, you know, got the you know open toe shoes, got the, you know, toes popping. You know, it's about conditioning. And you think about that as a whole is about. You know, a lot of men see that, and we think of that's our ideal beauty. So most men chase after their fantasies. I know I do. So if all my women look alike, it's because my fantasy, they're matching my fantasy. If my fantasy is Holly Berry, best believe I want my wife to look similar to <laughs> Holly Berry. So right. that's why I get that Marcus Graham, you know, boomerang comment, because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, Holly Berry was, you know, the, what, the queen that he needed opposed to, all his other options, even though they were equally Robin fine. Robin Givens. But, oh man, Robin Givens couldn't get it back in the day. She lost points with me with that Tyson thing, though. But, yeah. But, um, I definitely, you know, get that comment because I'm definitely still that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm definitely commit that I probably do got a little bit of complex issues, but that doesn't mean that if you could be green, blue, yellow, does not mean you can't get it. So, it just so happened that when I'm around, and what I see, especially when I was on online dating, you can actually specify what you want. And if all I'm getting is Caucasian women, Asian women, mixed race, then that's what I'm going to date. So it's no, it's no diss to the, you know, the chocolate sisters. Y'all are so fine. My, one of my fantasies actually is Tika Sumter. Oh. Man, she is legendary fine. And she is one of the, the darkest, prettiest, chocolatiest. Man, I'm just thinking about my lips getting watered. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but she is fine. Shout out to Tika Sumter. Please add me. Um, but um, yeah, it's definitely so. Anybody can get it. As long as we click, the vibe has to be real. But um, even at this little Sips event we went to, I had a shorty with me. And... um. You know, she definitely fit the bill, but um, at the same time, you know, she looked good, but you know, you gotta, you know, take it slow. You know, it ain't always about what she looked like, it's about what you can bring to my life. Because, you know, I'm a strong individual. That means you don't have to be as strong as me, but you can't weaken me either. You know what I'm saying, Mike? You get that? Right. I also wanna say, uh, quick side note, um, what, what you just witnessed here also was, uh, and exercise and guy code because when I said that I saw him and other homie Corey at Sips, mm-hmm. I didn't mention that he was with Shorty mm-hmm. because I don't put people on blast like that because people have situations mm-hmm. that you know you don't know 
what it is. Mm-hmm. So if I don't know what it is, I'm not going to speak on it. Oh, no, nah, you good. But your friend was a lovely person. Mm-hmm. Hair smelled nice. <laughs> and, yeah, there you go. You know what I mean? Absolutely. The reason why I said because, like, me and her are the same height and the hair is my face. I'm like. We got you, bro. Hair smells nice. Run it up. Mm-hmm. Hint of oak and honey. <laughs> but uh, Lavender. Lavender. <laughs> Oh man, but like that's uh, there was a time period where uh, our homie would always say, you know, Mike with his white girl, oh, something that, man. and it's like people don't understand. I'm like, dude, you may have seen me with like like one or one or three because I was at Villanova. Yeah, that's true. And Villanova, I was minority there, and I was a minority minority, meaning the majority of the black dudes when I was there who went there, they were athletes, mm-hmm. basketball, football. I wasn't an athlete. Mm-hmm. Most of the girls up there who I was like fucking around with. But women of like other ethnic groups. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because I was like purposely chasing them down. It was like people who ever dealt with me, I dealt with them right back. I had a lot of dealings. You had you was on your Prince Hakeem shit like that. You had to saw your royal oats. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And so, <laughs> so it wasn't just like I was like choosing like oh because I only date like a certain group. Like no, I date anybody who dates me. Mm-hmm. You know, but just that the kind of person that I was back then. Style-wise, my interest, it wasn't popular, you know what I mean? Because a lot of the black girls I knew back then, you know, they probably going to argue me down about this, but fuck it. Well, like, they fuck with the dudes from the own no football team, mm-hmm. you know, or other cats like that. But I wasn't talking about black ass there, so mm-hmm. I just dealt with I had to do what I had to do. Exactly. And I did it, you know, so it's that. So, bro, like, what stories you got, man? Man, look. You know, it's funny, man, just dealing with my major, you know, dealing in college. And I went to HBCU, and you would think that at HBCU, being like a science major, you'd be dealing with people that look like you. Mm. Nah, <laughs> you know. Um, honestly, it was about four of us, four or five of us, and I was actually the only black out of the four or five. I mean, I don't mean they weren't our color, but I mean that, you know, my friends was Trinidad and Tobago, they, one was Jamaican, you know, shout out to y'all, I miss y'all. But um, the rest of our class was Caucasian. So you think to yourself, you know, we, we spent a whole lot of time together. It was about 30 of us, you know, maybe 22 of us, actually. Mm-hmm. So in my classrooms, it wasn't too much to pick from because, you know, the Caucasians, they didn't, I, they never really been attracted to a guy like me, believe it or not. But most people would look at me and be like, you look like you date white girls. And I'm like, damn, okay, I'm, I'm who I am first. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, of course, my preference is always going to be us first but at the same time it does not mean i'm limited by that you know what i mean but um it, it definitely was a crazy concept you know i would definitely try to come at me shoot my shot so to speak but at the same time it just didn't work but um definitely you know that was a challenge you know but because you you know you were kind of limited socially at our school but at the same time you got people that you think are your peers but y'all perspectives aren't similar when it comes to what you want in life like we're all in the HBCU, you know, but you know, you got your friends and that's cool. And you got the girls you date, then you got the people you actually want to be with. That was on the slim side of my school. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of very easy to be a little bit more promiscuous back then. Mm-hmm. So I'm not proud of that, but I'm not saying I was promiscuous. I said it was hard not to be. Phrasing <laughs> 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 um, words. You know, you know, you know, you gotta think about your words before you say them. But um, definitely had a couple of experiences. It was definitely a couple of queens that I'm never going to forget. But at the same time, there was a challenge or two mm-hmm. that I actually uh, went through. And, um, 
they definitely dealt with people from other cultures and mm -hmm. um that goes back from high school too like you know i started off dating like one of my first girlfriends in college i mean high school was uh she was half asian i think half black you know shout out to saul and um you know it didn't work out but at the same time it's all right <laughs> <laughs> you know you know no diss yeah. to her it's just you know some things just don't work out but um you know definitely going through that as well but you know even transcending from that into where i am now you know i got hit with plenty of stuff like even if you seem too polished you can be that can be a diss towards you like you know i'm from the bottom west philly but at the same time you talk to me you'd be like nah you ain't from philly or you ain't hard enough you know what i'm saying i know you get that a lot you know how many times i got that man man when i was in college it's crazy, right? They're like, where you from? I said, I'm from Philly. You know, where you from? For real. You don't sound like you're from Philly. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I said, I've been in West Philly all my oh, life. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been in like in near Southwest and West all my life. Mm -hmm. like, this is how I've always talked. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like, no, you don't. I'm like, of course, I don't say, well, that John crazy because I don't talk like that. You know what I mean? All the time and shit. Yeah, like, all right. Like, I don't. I'm just, uh, I, I just speak differently, so I got that a lot too, man. So mm -hmm. that shit's to annoy the hell out of me. I'm like, you can relate to that, right? Yeah, like, what do you think I'm from, man? Yeah, man. Like, shout out to brothers, man. Like, don't, yes. don't be discouraged. Like, be yourself. And it took me a while to just be me because I felt like I had to turn it on and off, like a switch. Like, mm -hmm. when I'm around my bros, let me talk with the hood. Yep. But when I'm around the ladies, let me talk with the proper, the pronunciation, you know, breaking shit down. You know what I'm saying? So now it's just like, you getting me. Yeah. So if you think I sound too Bracton P. Harknerbrig, then that's what I'm going to be. Yep. But at the same time, you know, my credentials, <laughs> you know, I'll never forget where I came from. So, like, if, you know, people look at me like, oh, man, you the Carlton Banks out of the Fresh Prince Complex. And I'm like, I'm definitely flyer than that, brother. I've been called that, too, <laughs> because, I, well, because I was short and I wore sweaters, but fuck y'all, man. <laughs> I can see your anger in that, bro. Oh, it brought it back to some memories. Like, yeah, he's Carlton Banks. I smack, I, I smack the fire out you. <laughs> Y'all got to see his face right now. Yo, that's, real. that's classic. Uh, no, I feel that, though, brother. I feel that, that pain, too. Because even to this day, man, I still get hit by girls. I get hit on by girls, and I hit on girls with that. And they be like, man, you ain't from Philly. And I'm like, I'm from Philly. I still live in Philly. And he'd be like, whatever. And I'm like, well, did you go to college? I'm like, yeah. He's like, nah, you ain't the typical Philly dude. And I said, what is the typical Philly do for you? Because obviously you don't know nothing about Philly if right. you think we're all the same. Shorty was like, nah, all Philly dudes look like Freeway with the beard, dark skin, short, uneducated, drugs, got several baby moms. I'm like, well, if based on your criteria, I guess I'm from Jersey. But at Damn. the same time, that's tough, right? That's some foul shit. It's tough, bro. But that's that's the tip. That's what people think from the outside. They think of that's how all Philly dudes are. So when you see your brothers like ourselves, we educated. We don't have kids. You know, we doing positive things for ourselves. We're like to our own people, white people, because like to a sense. And I mean, let me correct myself when I say that. Meaning, we're not the typical black people because we don't do Negro shit. And right. people don't mess with you when you're not doing that stuff. When you're doing, quote unquote, other than that black stuff, people, they judge you. Mm -hmm. They dish you. They, they find ways to like, isolate themselves from you. And then, you know, miraculously, y'all don't hang out as much. Don't, it's because you're moving differently. And it's kind of crazy. You be like, damn. Like, we cool, bro. Like, you know, like, 
it's, it just don't make sense to me, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it definitely makes dating tough. Like, just be a black man, being 32 without no kids. I do want kids. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't want to settle if it ain't right. So I'd rather die by myself knowing I kept it real than to be in a relationship and die married and be miserable. You know what I'm saying? I know I know you feel that, Mike. Dog, listen, it's... You know what I'm saying? It's just I'd rather not do anything at all mm-hmm. than to waste my time with the wrong situation. Absolutely. You know, because, like... Listen, it's when it comes down to like expressing yourself and having love, you want to be there for the right reasons, bro. Mm, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't want to be going through no bullshit like three years on the line. I hate her. Mm-hmm. Or she die. You know That's what I'm tough. saying? That's tough. But you can't leave because you guys are like attached to each other mm-hmm. financially. Mm-hmm. Or because or there's a kid that's there. You're like, I want to leave so bad, but I can't. I got a, I got a baby with her. Mm-hmm. You know, or, or she may say the same thing about him. It's just a lot that goes on. I'm like, I don't want any of that. Mm-hmm. I want something that's real. Absolutely. That I know will sustain itself over time. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, right, mm-hmm. you and I are men of color, right? Mm-hmm. And you talk about, you know, you want the, the queens out here, right? From your knowledge as a young guy running the streets versus you being 32 right now, right? Mm-hmm. What can you say that you've honestly learned about women? Man, I like that question. This question here is for <laughs> the guys out there who listen to the show. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we all have our moments of trying to understand, you know, the fairer sex. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have a lot of guys out there who fuck it up for everybody else because they're mad and disrespectful. Man. Don't know how to treat women. Don't know how to, like, talk to them. Ain't no like, oh, you're, what's up? Oh, you don't want to talk to me? Fuck you. Like, it's like, come on, man. We saw that on South Street all the time, bro. That's ill, man. You know what I mean? So what, what have you learned versus from being young and to being where you are now? Man, I learned so much, man. But, you know, if I can break it down to a few sentences, I would, one of the main things that I learned is that, for one, a lot of the good queens don't go out no more. So in order to reach them, if it ain't professional, if it ain't a blind date situation, the only way you're going to really find them or a library-type situation is to be different, to go on different events. You know, I actually been inspired from my man Mike. Yeah, I actually never told him this. Like, I always admired that he used to, do a lot of things by himself, you know, not putting your business on, I'm sorry. No, 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 go ahead, man. You know, so um, I actually admired that he used to do a lot of events and he knows a lot of people. And to me, I was younger, I was kind of antisocial. You know, I was extroverted around my friends because I was comfortable, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, you know, it took me a long time to be comfortable with my own presence. So. And dating, how that affects you is, if you don't love your own company, how can you ever love somebody else being in your space? So it took me a long time to learn that. So mm-hmm. it's not until this year, actually, I've been like comfortable going to movies by myself, events, concerts. You know, one of my favorite things is live music, you know, small little concerts, jam sessions. And the people you meet is the ideal people that I actually want to click with. And that's what I've learned. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes it's not about just putting yourself in the chase. It's about understanding where your game eats at. Mm-hmm. You have to become the proper predator in, in that area. Meaning, you don't have to be the alpha wolf 
but at the same time, you have to be what's necessary to find what you want. Like, you want a queen? Cool. If you want that artistic type, understand what they like. Understand what, what do you bring to the table that you, they look for an addition, mm-hmm. you know? And that's the type of women I like. I like women who are not typical, you know, or basic, you know? So what that means in my terms is, like, I don't find that girl at the club. I'm not going to find that girl at a lounge. Not at Sips. Her, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to find her at not Sips. Not at Sips. But I am going to find her at, you know, that jam session, that poetry reading down the street. I am going to find her, you know, minding her business, walking around with some clothes that she handmade herself, you know, with the, the India Irie 96 bush. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time... It's you got to change your environment sometimes. You got to step out your comfort zone, and that's exactly the lesson I learned this year: is to enjoy your presence, love yourself, and then do that extra thing. You know, do that extra mile. If that means going somewhere by yourself because you want to find your queen, if your queen is worth it, do it. You know, but at the same time, look at it as a win as well. If you don't find, if you don't meet nobody, you got a dope experience. You met. This poet over here, you met this painter right here, you met this architect right here, you met this rapper, and these people are going to remember you because you're showing love to them, so they might put you on with somebody. Like, yo, man, this is a dope artist. She's been wanting to sketch you. Next minute, y'all dating. So never avoid opportunities. Don't block your own blessings with your own insecurities, man. So that's that's definitely what I learned, bro. That <laughs> is incredibly real. Because I'm going to tell you, like, because, yeah, I mean, because... Uh, I guess me going out has always been my predisposition because I'm an only child, right? Mm-hmm. It got to a point, I want to say after college, I can't really pinpoint when it was exactly. Mm-hmm. But again, I'll go to movies by myself all the time. Then I'll start going down to the Ritz theaters okay. for the indie films. So I, I, would, I would do that or I might slide past like uh, if I ever had the time, I miss out this year, but the Black Star Film Fest. Oh. I would slide through there, Mm. or like there's been various places that I've gone just for the experience of it. Mm -hmm. Because again, I mean, yo, (laughs) tell them out. (laughs) Tell them out. That was definitely what you thought, bro. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) The nostalgia. Nostalgia. (laughs) I mean, had the the two way. (laughs) The fab joint. The fab. (laughs) Yo, that's that's Call it back youngin', right? Oh, man. Jesus. <laughs> I said, what the f-? The classic. Very classic. The classic. But yeah, but like, uh, back to, you know, being able to explore your, your spaces and your environment. It's like, you gotta take a chance on yourself because via podcasting, I met great people. You know, via writing, great people. When I was doing photography for that time period, I was doing that. I met some very interesting people because everything that I've done has led me to being right here. Mm-hmm. So this is one thing I'll say that I've learned about women from the past to now. I learned that a lot of what I picked up from my peers and concerns to women was trash shit, mm. was, was nonsense and garbage. A lot of times we, the peers that I had, had treated women like objects mm. versus, rather than people. Mm. Like, check us out. Like, uh, look, when we were younger, it was like a competition to see who was going to lose their virginity first. Yep. And then after you did that, the game wasn't over. It's like, how many girls you got now? Yep. 
I mean, how many girls you taking down now? Do you got enough yet? Oh, you ain't getting none? Oh, this nigga ain't getting no pussy out here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no ass. No ass, nigga. You get no buns out so here. dumb ass now. Yeah. Like, be, <laughs> now, that, would be, that would be the insult, right? Mm-hmm. You could be cooking smart, yo, man. Your shoes is dusty and your hat whack, nigga, right? And everybody <laughs> laughing. I'm like, word. That's why you don't get no pussy, nigga. It's like, oh. <laughs> you be in the corner looking all mad and shit. I fuck out of here. Man. Yeah, I, I get girls. Shit, I get girls, nigga. Like, I get mine. I get smiles. <laughs> like, um, and Boomerang, that was uh, Martin's character. He was on the um, yep. machine. He was like, I get smiles. You the newest pussy is getting this motherfucker. Shout out to Boomerang, man. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, well, you need to watch that, Please man. Please do. It's classic, man. It's like, I get smiles. A lot of life lessons, man. A lot of life lessons. Going hard on the rover like that. Yeah, but like, but for real, movie did have a lot, a lot of life lessons. There's a lot of things you can apply here. So again, now, what I've understood about women now is that we have to do a better job with our treatment of women. You know, you see all the shit's going on in the news now. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it be the Me Too shit, whether it be the Time's Up or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, even with women in our neighborhoods, it's like, I was never one of them guys to catcall women. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't my thing. I never grabbed them by the elbow, like, come, come on, come here, girl. Like, none of that stuff. Like, I don't do that. I respect them. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that one of the best things that I could learn as an older guy is just to listen more. Mm. When they say things, when they express things, because it allows me to get a better understanding of them. You know, I even read like magazines, there was like a magazine called Bitch Magazine. It was a woman's magazine, but like, from like, I guess from maybe a feminist point of view. Okay. But I read it to get an understanding of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because like their struggle shit that they go through, because like you know, like you know, you meet a woman sometimes, and like she may be like on that tip, like an activist tip, you know. So it's like it's better to understand her disposition and what she's going through. So hopefully, when you guys have a relationship, you know what to do and what not to do. Absolutely. You know that's why like with women, it's like my knowledge is ever growing. Cause I'm, I'm, cause I'm forever listening. I'm forever, I'm forever paying attention. That's why, like, you know, again, we was at Sips and shit. It was like I was at my most chill point because I got to this level in my life where it's like I'm not skirt chasing. Mm, I'm, I'm looking around and seeing who's here and seeing what's going on. And if I can find one who wants to have regular conversation, we can talk about like toothpicks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm down to have the conversation without there be any like ulterior motive around. Because I, I want to be able to be able just to learn, communicate, like to honor and respect and not conquer. Like you know that. what I'm saying? Like a lot that. of cats out here, like growing up, it was kind of about like how many women you had. Mm-hmm. It was like a conquering thing. Oh, yeah. How many did you take down a day? And like, I'm like, nah, if you two like, yo, dog, I've been with such and such women, you know what I mean? But like, they'd be like, a word, I had like this many. Like, I don't even care about that. Like, all right, fab. My fault, though. Oh, I'm shaking it here, man. <laughs> it's all good. But, like, it's the, it's the idea of understanding who you are and what you are, understanding that people are people, not objects. Mm-hmm. And I never will be the one to be on some shit where I feel like I just have bodies. You know, like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying you can, you can have sex with many people that you want to, but I'm saying that people who, I, who I've been with, they're more than just bodies to yeah. me. 
their faces, their names, their people, you know what I mean? People mm-hmm. with feelings and emotions. Even if they rub me the wrong way, like old girl who got mad because I wasn't <laughs> in it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> let, let, <laughs> <laughs> letting this not go, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got you. Bro. But I, I still have enough respect for her to be like, she was a person. She wasn't mm-hmm. just somebody I, I was just with for like a, a night or two, you know what I mean? So that's, that's what it's all about for me right now, is that, it's that common growth, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And all the women I want I want to salute, you know what I mean? Rest in peace, Aretha Franklin. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The queen of soul, you know what I mean? Who was out here holding it down. Do I, you know, I didn't know, dude, what, I didn't know until like this year that she sang at MLK's funeral. I didn't know that either. She was actually out here doing work with him, you know what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah. Shout out to Aretha, man. Aretha Franklin, man, was one of the, one of the greatest voices of all time, queen of soul. You know, and like, it's crazy, bro, because she was one of the last Mohicans, bro. Hmm. Who's next? Who's left now? Like Gladys Knight is left. Chaka Khan is left. Yeah. Um, Tina Turner's still here. Tina Turner's still here. Still yeah. looking like Patty LaBelle. Patty LaBelle's still here. Somebody else is still here. Diana Ross. Diana Ross, yeah. exactly. Nancy Wilson. Yeah. All of them are still here. Yeah. You know, but like her voice was something that I, I can always respect it. You know, mm-hmm. I love that shit, bro. Uh, yeah, man. That's how the game goes. Oh. Yeah, man. Got you, bro. Yeah, it's definitely um, just piggybacking. I mean, you know, definitely shout out to all those queens that uh, we both mentioned. Mm-hmm. It's definitely one of those things, man. I think a lot, a lot of people what we don't really talk about is a lot of our people. And I say our people, not to you know separate mm-hmm. anybody, but I say because that's our that's my focus right now. And what are we talking about? Right. Is we don't deal with our problems, and I think a lot of times people don't heal, mm-hmm. and I think it's a lot of times hurt people hurt people. Dog. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You know, so when you got that complex of hurt people, hurt people, it's a continuous cycle of, all right, this pettiness. Like, I don't know why it's okay to be petty now. Like, you just want to do something deliberately just because you did something to me, but you don't want to talk it out. There's no solution to it. Like, you just obviously want some, nah. Like, remember when you was a young boy, you, like, you hit me, so you got hit back, and it just never ended until, like, one of y'all had to die or something? Like, yeah. Or one of y'all walked away. Now, translate it into being adults. It's, I'm going to keep texting you to get on your nerves, knowing that that brother's at work. Or it's, you cheated on me, so I'm going to cheat on with you, with your, your, with your best friend and your brother. Like, it's just a continuous Dude, hate. There's times when, like, I've been in a situation where, like, I made a mistake, right? Not even intentional. Mm-hmm. I made a mistake, and I apologized for it. It was like, nah, fuck this, fuck this. And took it to the next level. What? Really? I'm like, you're fucking, you're like, you're damn near 40 years old and you acting like this? Right. Like, but again, like, that's why I am a firm believer that people need therapy. Yes. People need counselors, somebody to talk to, get a journal, write mm-hmm. out your feelings. People out here is mad, mad, angry, and toxic and shit. Oh, what? You gave me a, another donut instead of a chocolate one? Oh, burn your store down. It's like, yo, chill, man. But people yeah. being petty, this petty shit is corny, man. Like, that's with social media. Yeah. People love exposing and dragging people. I'm like, yeah. yo, I'm like, keep that shit to yourself. You look mad corny. Like, don't put all your business out on social media for one, man. Like, look, all that's all that is is entertainment for other people who's insecure about what they talking about. Right. And they just gonna like your status and they don't care about it. These are the same people liking your status, not asking you if you're okay. You know? Exactly. So why deal with that? Don't post your status up. Don't post your thoughts for ears that you can't rely on. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, it just, but if, you know, if, honestly, if people want different, mm-hmm. you got to be different. 
Don't be doing this petty stuff, man. Don't be doing this hate. You need more love in your heart. Like, and you know, self-love. Love yourself, but don't be conceited. It's a big difference. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. You know what I mean? Or it's kind of like um, people making themselves be known, right? Like expressing yourself Mm -hmm. for yourself versus you doing it for attention or validation. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's how I, that's how I focus on that shit, man. It's, man, I'm telling you, man. It's, that's serious, though, Mike. It is. Self-love goes a long way. And it's being able to understand that, yo, if you're hurting, take care of yourself. Like, do something for yourself now mm-hmm. rather than something all going down. Like, it's Kanye West had that one song on the first album when it all falls down. Yeah, and you ass Fire. out. Yeah, yeah man. Mm-hmm. You know, shout shout out to that Kanye. You know, yeah, the old Kanye, the old Kanye. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I got so before we end this interview, I got two words for you, okay? And I want you to tell me what these two words mean to you. Lemon juice, I'm playing. Uh, <laughs> the two words are Jimi Hendrix. Oh man, the legend. Music is my religion. Enough said. Whoa, man. <laughs> like. Let me tell you, man, one of the best quotes that Jimmy ever said, man, is when the power of love mm-hmm. becomes more important than the love for power is when we'll have true peace. Mm-hmm. That's deep. Yeah, it is. You know, and he died at such a young age, man, but that brother was deep. You know, I like Jimmy as far as his music. You know, we had Purple Haze. Oh, my gosh. You got classics. One time over the Watchtower. Like, it's oh, my God. Fire. Like, I got a... Greatest hits Jimi Hendrix experience CD in my whip right now, bro. So, you know, it's it's serious. So I know you like Crosstown Traffic, then. Man, let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you, man. We can talk days about Jimmy, man. Like, I like Jimmy, man. Like, I know you saw the performance. He lit the guitar on fire, man. Dude, that was at the uh, the Monterey Jazz <laughs> joint, right? Mon- not Monterey. No, no, no. It was, um... Was it Mon... So, it's not Monterey. I don't want to say the wrong thing. Um, because for M though, right? Montro? I can't think of Damn. I don't know why I don't know that. Because I just watched the on YouTube. It was fire, though. Because it wasn't Woodstock. No, it wasn't Woodstock, Woodstock was the uh, national anthem. Yeah, because it was doing... He wasn't solo. He had a Jimi Hendrix experience. So, I'm trying to think. It wasn't Woodstock, though. I think but, it might be Montro. Jazz joint. We're going to flow with that. We're going to flow yeah, with that. Yeah, because um, you know, they actually made... Uh, there's a... So I sent you the picture of the toy they had, right? Okay. Right. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the yeah. Right. You know, there's, there's another one out there. Th- that one you're talking about, where he's burning the uh, guitar. <laughs> Fire, bro. Yo, he's it's a, he's just you see him like eyes closed, hands like yeah, this. Just, as <laughs> Yo, Jimmy was that dude, man. Yo. I think I'm gonna do an episode down the line on podcast about like the weirdness of black style. Because you do realize that Jimmy wasn't embraced by our community until after he died. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. He, rock and roll was that white music, but actually. Rock and roll was black music. But yeah. how, and how he dressed and all that. But I'm like, because Jimmy laid the groundwork for, I want to say, the quote-unquote black weirdo. Mm-hmm. You know, in terms of like just uh, the vibe that he was on, mm-hmm. you know, and I remember seeing how Andre 3000 was that for us in mm-hmm. the late 90s. Yep. 
and people, everybody else is doing it now because like this, they have freedom to do it now. Mm-hmm. Like when you see them, if you look at Afropunk, everybody's just wilding out, but they do that just for that day. It's, it's not some people. It's not their entire life. Yeah, Andre Two Thousand. He is who he is. He's always been that way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Jimmy Hendrix, how he used to vibe out was always that way. You know, mm-hmm. so you know, I I embrace that and I respect that. You know, and I you know, so down the way, I might have a little show called Black Weirdo. So, man, that'd be classic, man. I already know that show gonna be fire, man. Yo, it's gonna be fun. You know, it's, you know, it's another um, black rock artist that a lot of people don't really show love, and that's Chuck Berry, man. Yo, first of all, Chuck Berry, Chuck Berry was hilarious. You ever see um, his porn tape? <laughs> no. <laughs> Yo, so this, my my homie, he's a he's a my homie has a uh, hip hop dude from Philly, right? Hezekiah mm-hmm. uh, has Johnny Popcorn Band and uh, dope producer and all that. So one day um, he sent me a, a video that Chuck Berry had made a porn had a had recorded him with a chick, right? Mm-hmm. I think she might have been a prostitute, whatever. I don't know, but in the sex tape. He farts in her face, bro. Come on, yo. Dog, I, never, I was like, what the fuck is this? But besides that, this is the weirdest new black show. You got to hear that shit. Mm-hmm. But musically, that brother was unfuckwittable. He, he died this year, right? It was the last year. I think it was last year. Last year. My favorite song by him is The Hoochie Coochie Man. The Hoochie Coochie Man. Man. That was like the coldest shit, man. Song wise, he was just on one. That and of course Johnny B. Good was the fire joint too. Oh man, shout out to Johnny B. Good. I mean, if y'all don't know who Chuck Berry is, man, look, y'all know who Elvis is. Okay, Elvis whole style. Now, excuse me if I this might be a little biased. Mm-hmm. That was Chuck Berry. I'm just saying. Did Johnny be good? Uh, a lot of y'all might have watched, uh, what was that, Back to the Future? Yeah. Man, let me tell y'all. Classic. And also, also, okay, Marty McFly did not teach um, Chuck Berry anything, okay? <laughs> it was all Chuck Berry. If you were watching this, an act of fiction. Mm-hmm. I love Marty McFly. I love Doc Brown and the DeLorean. But God damn it, you ain't going to act like shit was real out here in these streets. Chuck Berry was an innovator. Yes. Creator. The movies made it seem like he taught Chuck Berry how to be Chuck Berry. Yeah, I was like, God damn Come it, on, wait. You better wait right now. Because <laughs> I mean, he got that shit from Chuck Berry. That's the thing about it. He was like, he got it from Chuck Berry. The song went back. It was like, you know that new sound you're looking for? Stop it. Yeah, smack yourself. Smack yourself, yeah, God don't <laughs> But yeah, definitely, man. Going back to Jimmy, though, man. Look, mm-hmm. yeah, man. Jimmy definitely means something to my life. Pause, but no pause, but... You know, music is definitely just as important to me as air. So, mm-hmm. and he knew that back then. So his words are still important as they are back then. So shout out to Jimmy, rest in power, bro. Shout out to Jimmy, may rest in power. Um, definitely a great, great dude. I want to say, yeah, man, mm-hmm. this is it. Oh man, great episode, with my main man Nate. Much respect, bro. It was a dope moment, you know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, man. So where can they find you at Mike? They, you know, they got all your Instagram. They got me on Instagram, King Mike Beyond on Instagram, King Mike Beyond on Twitter. You know, where's New Black? I'm everywhere. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Nate, where can they find you at? Oh, man. You definitely uh, welcome everyone. Um, you can find me on Instagram, DaVinci04. 
That's Navinci0404. Or Twitter, um, Nate Rodamas. And uh, you can hit me up on Facebook, too. Nate, MCWMMS. All right, follow me, man. Mike, it was definitely an honor, man. Nothing but love, bro. Word up. We did that thing, man. Mm-hmm. Boom.